If you like growing food, then you might like eating food. And if you like eating food, then you might like cooking food. Well, go check out the first season of Backyard Kitchen available on Tubi for free. Available on all smart TVs and online. That's T-U-B-I. All free first season of Backyard Kitchen. If there was one crop that you could grow in your garden this year, that when you went out there, it'd make you feel like a badass farmer, it would be green beans because you're going to be harvesting the crap out of them. So basically, you should grow green beans right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening. We're your hosts, Ben and Batavia, and you can find me gardening in the country. And you'll find me gardening in the city. Get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, where we learn to grow and grow for change. So a special thank you to our patrons for picking this block of You Should Grow series. Uh, We put it out there and they requested them. So this is it. If you guys want any input on the shows or to be a member and to get two extra episodes a month, for instance, last week you missed out You Should Grow Eggplants, which is a riveting conversation. You should come check us out for real. Um, We're almost to our goal, too, where we will start some kind of chat room for everybody. So come on over and let's meet that goal and uh, build that community. But let's seriously talk about green beans. Prolific. Remind me to, before we wrap up the show, to ask you a question about vegetables and how prolific they are. Leonard! Okay, so the only thing I, I wasn't gonna say anything, but the only thing was when you say prolific, it's like I think of like prolific like rabbits and mice, like that's all I can think about because you know they hump a lot and they make a, like if you have one, I can't mouse, you put mouse, that in my head, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you have one mouse, you got oh, fifty. Good so. grief. Um, but yeah, do you want to do you want to kick yeah, us off? And with in my the, notes, uh, I have a whole page of varieties, so I don't know why I put that at the top of my notes. But when to grow in planting space, I'll start off with. Uh, so unlike peas, beans are summer crops. They like the warmer weather, so you want to wait until you are past your frost. Right? Uh, you want it to be, you know, planted in the spring if you can help it, but you got to be past the danger of frost. Um, and if you're planting them later in the year, you want to go about 10 to 12 weeks before your expected frost if you're still planting later in the fall. Um, so you really want to direct sow these. You don't want to start these indoors. Um, we've been using 50 degree night temps. I'm still rocking with 60 degrees and higher. Um, beans are a little bit hardier, I think, for that, though. Um, you can plant these. And I it speaks to my heart because you can crowd these pretty much. You want to plant them an inch deep and you want to go a couple of inches apart if you're planting multiple beans. I should have opened up with the idea of bush beans and then they're kind of runner or pole beans like that's the same thing. Um, so bush beans are your smaller compact plants and then your I hate those and then your runner or pole beans <laughs> are going to be your vining set of beans and that's going to need some support. So that's a big fan for trellising whereas I think bush beans are just a super duper great option for container growing as well. Um, can I say something real quick about the um, spacing? Yeah, I guess so, as I figure out where my notes are. Okay. So, um, you said you could, you know, you can sew them like inches apart. 
I've done that mm-hmm. before and they grow mm-hmm. fine. My problem is my trellis collapses. Oh, wow. That's my yeah. problem. So I've now gone into sewing them like six inches apart mm-hmm. or more. Less is more sometimes. Yeah. So um, they will grow fine. Don't get me wrong. But my trellis just didn't really handle it yeah. well. So I, I'm doing a combination of um, like one or two sets of pole beans because one of them is a part of what we're growing new this year. So I tried to commit to that. And then I'm still doing... Um, bush beans and basically I didn't plant so many bush beans because I have a lot of volunteer bush beans like they've self-sowed and so I'm just going to see what happens with those as well all right we're going to go to companions oh you didn't tell um oh so you're okay I've got so this whole time we've been doing this You've been given spacings, and I didn't do spacings. I did plant sizes. Oh, uh, you know, I wonder why you. Let's okay. Rock uh, yeah. with plant sizes. So let me throw that like, out there real so quick. So first off, that's a great, great addition. <laughs> but second off, it's an addition. Like I don't remember that being part of the formula, but it's been written. Yeah. Plant size. That's okay. Um. So listen to this spread: two to fifteen feet tall. So two feet tall is obviously bush beans. But it's just funny, like, if you don't know that there's bush beans, you're like, what the hell is this? I cannot decide. Um, and then how wide they are. It's about two to three feet mm-hmm. wide. So mine go up, like, right now, at the time of this recording, mine have shot mm-hmm. up, and they just look like little, str- I mean, string yeah. beans, like, just a string. But then they start from the top and work their way down and bush out all the way. So, you know, it can be a little deceiving. You can look at it and be like, oh, I should have planted more. Yeah. And then just trust me, they're yeah. coming. Beans are one of like, I, you always see it when you talk about gardening with your kids. It's such a quick and easy and satisfying crop. I love to see beans germinate. Um, it's just yeah. really a fun plant. And I, I never liked beans, green beans in particular, um, as much as I do now as a kid. You know, is that classic like, it's a green thing. But anyway, I'm a big fan of them now. All right. So... My turn on companions. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So look, everybody. Beans. What do we know? The three sisters. Okay. We got it out of our system. I was so close uh, to doing a three sisters planting this year. So close, but go on. Yeah, not me. <laughs> um, corn, cucumber, eggplants, and radishes. Uh, potatoes, broccoli, cabbage, carrots, kale, and tomatoes. There were more on the list, but as we go through these, I want to remind you that I pick and chose as I did them to not as many flowers. So like marigolds and nasturtiums, you know, they make the lists, but I wanted to keep it to basically foods that you would definitely be Mm -hmm. planting. There was some, you know, off the wall stuff that I'd never even heard of. I'd saw in there. So I kind of chose to skip them. Um, Basically the, the good thing about the beans is they're friendly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're just, they're just a community plant you know they just love everybody so um the foes which is interesting i'm going to get into this is beets onions garlic and peppers um the beets will actually hinder the growth of the green bean so this proves to you that i'm learning something right now as we do these series because in my bed i have green beans beets and garlic which is also (laughs) related to the onions so it's like i'm Mm -hmm. just like totally messing up but they're growing good mm-hmm, for right now. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, Pests. And I may even have a pepper in the bed. I can't remember. 
Yeah. So yeah, I'm not doing too well in that aspect. But you know, they they really get along with a lot of things. And if you look at them like beets, onions, and garlic, like you're not really growing them throughout the summer. Together. Onions, I'd say, yeah. Um, but. Yeah, onions will. I, yeah, I take mm-hmm. that back. I misspoke. Onions, you will, but like garlic, mm-hmm, no, mm-hmm. and then peppers, you yeah. could. So that could be an issue. No. Which no, never mind. I got my my vegetables confused. Okay, um, and I, as you're looking, if you're really doing a deep dive into um, foes in particular, like I try to make the distinction between what is a problem as the plant grows up versus what is a problem that can create issues in your soil. So those are two different things. Um, and it's yeah. hard to find the distinction between those things, but I'm going to move on. Yeah. Well, you know, I just, you know, in case there's somebody that just signed in right now, this kind of, again, goes into our issue with companion mm-hmm. planting and that includes faux planting. So just keep that in mind as we go through these. But yeah, I agree with you. There, there's conflicting information I saw too, which aggravated yeah. me. But So I have a whole chart, a whole page of a chart, um, two pages of a chart with <laughs> uh, pests. And I combined mine. Luckily, I'm going over both of them, pests and diseases. So although you can't read it, yeah, whole page of it. So I'm going to start off with... Um, what I'm going to go with for pests, and I'm just going to list them off, aphids, slugs and snails, stink bugs, white flies, wire worms, which I've never heard of, cucumber beetles, cutworms, Japanese beetles, leaf hoppers, and Mexican bean beetles. That's what I have for I, pests, and I have something separate for things like funguses and such. Let me add in my mm-hmm. pest real quick because I have spider mites again and deer. I specifically deer for this one, um, which is odd because honestly, once they get growing, mm-hmm. I've never had an issue. And you know, I have issues with deer, but I've never really had an issue with deer once they get up and they mm-hmm. go. So that's something to think about. Um, but go Do ahead. Do the deer just eat the plant? Is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just go through and they'll eat the leaves off the mm-hmm. plant. So, and a lot of times they'll eat the leaves off the plant, but then the plant will still come back if it's mm-hmm, growing strong mm-hmm. enough. But you Get never the know. Still there, you yeah. don't, I don't want to take that chance. I definitely don't want one of our listeners to take yeah. that chance. Okay. So, the word is spelled A N T H R A C N O S E, anthranose, anthracnose. It's a fungus. It looks yellow, brown, purple, black spots on leaves. So, I'm going to leave it at that. Next up, white mold, pale gray, water-soaked areas of stems, leaves, and other parts of the plant that enlarge and develop white cottony growth. I'm just getting so freaked out. Hey, but this is real life here, people. This kind of stuff happens, yeah, this right? Yeah, this is the stuff that we deal yeah. with. And then I have two more listed. Powdery mildew, which, I mean, it's almost beloved because it happens so often, right? <laughs> uh, so that's a fungus. And then the mosaic virus, um, and in the mosaic, well, powdery mildew we know are white spots on leaves that can basically ultimately sacrifice the plant um mosaic virus leaves uh show green motling and may be distorted blistered curled downward or it may stunt the plants um and so i'm going to go back through and mosaic virus destroy infected plants powdery mildew destroy infected plants um 
the word that I spelled, <laughs> the fungus destroy infected plants as far as control and prevention. Um, I mean, the chart's pretty helpful. And this is, again, I'm going to call it a trusted source. I'm pretty sure I got this off of an extension service. Um, and I'm saying destroy affected uh, plants if your attempts at treating it weren't um, successful. Even if you were able to treat it to save those plants, don't add these kind of plants to your compost or anything like that. No, you you definitely need to. I mean, some people say bag them up and throw them away. Um, you know, me, I have a lot of woods around my house, so I just take them to a separate mm-hmm, area mm-hmm. and get rid of them. But you definitely need to do something. Now, I want to remind people that when it comes to diseases and pests, a healthier plant is not as susceptible to diseases, pests, molds, and fungus. So just remember that if you're taking care of your plants, you're already doing a step of prevention as it is. You know, if you're consistent with your watering, you've maybe fed it and it's nice and strong, then you're, you know, you're doing the right thing. You're not stepping on it all the time, you know, all that good stuff. So just remember that when you're moving forward in these things, because it's like Batavia said, when it comes to diseases, like this is a real business, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We can sit here all day and talk about like, oh yeah, we pick all the green beans in the world till our fingers bleed and it's all happy and you know, all that stuff. But the fact of the matter is like, yeah, we deal with this mm-hmm. stuff and a lot of times people deal with it quietly. Yeah. yeah. They don't want to say it is, you know, so it happens. Yeah. There's um, but, so a couple of things, not necessarily with beans, because you don't want to buy transplants for beans. Um, but in general, when we talk about things like how, how to save money, this is where you have to really use your discretion when it comes to buying plants that are on clearance, buying plants that may look sickly. Like I wouldn't buy a sickly vegetable plant. Right. Um, so, again, you wouldn't run into this for beans in particular, but your public service announcement, I think I'm adding that note as well. When you're talking about your beans in particular, um, because in the right conditions, they germinate and produce so quickly. If there's something going wrong with, with a plant that you have, pull it out. And if you want to replant, do that, but move on from it. Yeah. Don't spend a bunch of time chasing off of, you know, up. I mean, they're going to produce a lot if they produce, but you don't want to spend a bunch of time chasing after something that you could spend your time, you know, doing something more productive with. No, you got to make mm-hmm. it happen, Captain. So let's talk about harvesting. Um, Early and often. Yeah, basically. So harvest when they're young and frequently. And the number or the size that I read is about the size of a pencil. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I wanted to give you what I what, you know, I read. But what I do is I harvest it just before you start to see the bean lumps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, once you start seeing those bean lumps, it's too late. Now, the good thing about that is the bean lumps, once they go, it's the easiest vegetable to save seed from. If you want to save seeds and you want to learn how to save Mm -hmm. seeds, this is the easiest to learn because you sit there and you literally watch it. And you can get, I mean, if you put six plants out, you can get, I would say, I feel totally comfortable saying a thousand (laughs) seeds, no issues. Like, I mean, you know, you just, you miss a couple Mm -hmm. days boom they just come everywhere so um and if you do that leave the plant uh leave the pod on the plant for longer until it's just i mean you you'll get to see it and you, you won't you would never want to even eat it it's not even yeah, an option you want, but you can save the seed that and this is a perfect entry into saving you want to let it dry on the vine um the 
the reason why I said I had volunteers, it's because I let some beans go. It wasn't intentional. I let some be- beans no. go. They broke up. And funny enough, it, it's it's the funniest thing to me because when I was moving all of that dirt around, remember I told you about this when I was replacing the mulch for the front yard garden, I have like lettuce and green beans volunteering in my street side flower bed because that's where I moved that yeah. soil to. And now I'm like, oh, oh of course. Um, so yeah, that's a great example. I mean, the green bean is so cool because not only is it a great plant to learn to grow with and grow for change it's also a great plant to learn to save seeds as you've described and i think it's a great entry into canning pressure canning in particular yeah it's um one of the number and it's actually the reason why we got into pressure canning because we knew it was so easy so the first food that my son ever ate was green beans that Mm. we grew and because he ate that, we knew that, hey, we've, we've got to have to can yeah. this and figure it out. So that's what got us started because it's literally, it's one of the shorter canning times and it's just beans in a, you know, in a mm-hmm. jar. That's all mm-hmm. it is. It's not mixing anything. It's not doing anything crazy. There's no recipes. It's just boom. And you know what you're yeah. going to get. You're going to get the exact same thing you're going to get from yeah. the store. Yeah. You know, and we actually can them in different sizes. Mm-hmm. So we have our green bean casserole jars, which are the big jars. And then we have our regular serving ones, which are the smaller jars. So you can get creative and do stuff like that as well. My body is telling me that my attempt to have good posture is weighing on me. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, My favorite, absolute favorite way to eat green beans is a little bit of oil uh, and pan frying them. Um there's nothing like fresh green beans from the garden. And I'm just, uh, and I actually rediscovered it in that uh, August challenge, the 31 days of lunch last year. I'm so excited about it coming into this year. I mean, who's excited about green beans? I am. Um, I did note, and um, Stacy, when we covered her, when we had her on the backyard gardens podcast for seed and trellis, um, she reminded me of this. Unlike peas, again, you don't really want to eat a bunch of green beans fresh, fresh, meaning raw. Um, so I have some notes here. Um, raw green beans, if you're eating them uncooked, may lead to nausea, diarrhea, bloating, or vomiting due to the lectin content. Um, and you neutralize it when you cook it, right? So I'm not saying that you can't put a green bean in your mouth in the garden, but just don't take a seed and start eating a bunch of them. Um I've eaten them raw before, but I've I've never eaten like fistfuls mm-hmm, of them. Mm-hmm. You know like, what I mean? Yeah, like a whole I serving think if you of, ate them, a lot yeah. of them. Yeah, if you're like for lunch, I'm having raw green beans. Give me a pound. <laughs> I think you'd probably have an issue. Um, I want to go over the nutrition real quick. So one cup of green beans is 31 calories. Um, it was like 0.1 grams of fat or something, not really measurable. 209 milligrams of potassium. Seven grams of carbs, three point four grams of fiber, one point eight grams of protein, and only twenty seven percent vitamin C. So again, this is not one of those high nutrient dishes. Mm-hmm. I think what it is is it's a filler. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's a filler vegetable, yeah. which make which is good to know. I mean, 
if I was going to sit down, you know, of the three that we've done so far, and I was going to sit down and actually eat a meal of a vegetable, mm-hmm. it would have to be the eggplant. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a patron only one. So if you want to see it, you can go check it out, become a patron. But um, that was the one that had the most nutrient dense yeah. to it. So it's just interesting because as something as prolific as a green bean is, and when I say prolific, I mean, you're going to be out there picking green beans all oh, the sure, time. That's, I, I have and two things now. You got to, we're running out of time here. We're yeah. running out of time. But as far as like for prolific, it's interesting that evolutionary wise or creation wise, however you look at it, that the nutrition is not as, as packed mm-hmm. in there as it, as it, you would think. So all right, two things. Go ahead. Rapid sp- you made me stutter. I know, everything. I'm sorry, brother. Two things, rapid speed, uh, in one of the the areas I checked, Batavia's yeah, rapid right? speed. <laughs> I am so ridiculous. I know. So ten different types because we want to hear what you're growing, what kind of beans you're growing. Blue Lake, Blue Lake two seventy four, Contender, Kentucky Blue, Kentucky Wonder, Rattlesnake, Romano, Royal Burgundy, Scarlet Runner, which I know is a popular one, and Tender Green. So if you're growing something else, let us know in the comments. If you're growing one of these, let us know in the comments. I've grown four or five of these from this particular list. Yeah. And if you don't like bush beans, put what's up in the comments (laughs) because I'm with you, baby. Second thing, do you think you have to pick okra or green beans more often? Um, I think okra because it's more devastating when you miss it. Yeah, I think so, too. All right. That's what I got. All right. Uh, Yeah. Thank you, everybody. And thank you again to the patrons for helping choose these episodes. If you want to be a patron and have a say in the episodes, come join us. There's links below where you can do that. (laughs) See ya. Tom something good. See ya. See ya. Wait, see you. Well, we're eating green beans. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV. Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. Over on our website, BackyardGardensTV.com. And then we have Patreon at Backyard Gardens. And don't forget to check out our links below to help the show. Thank you so much for joining us as we learn to grow and grow for change. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck! We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.